Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, Stephen Colbert here, uh, welcoming you to today's Late Show Pod Show, the podcast of The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. That's me. I'm here with my producer, Becca, who's been producing this how long? Two years now. Two years now. Two good years? Great years. Those are interesting years. Was that, did it start during COVID? Uh, fall of 2021. So we had just come back From, to the theater. Okay. Yeah. All right. Great. Yeah. And, and then all through the strike, it was, you were also, that was vital because that was the only way people got the show. Yeah. And it was, a, it was really fun. Listen to a lot of old shows, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff I, yeah. So this is, this is a week, uh, we're off this week, right? We're off. Okay. We're off this week. This is where, and you're going to be running some, some classic uh, Colbert Classics, as we call it. Um, what, what, what do we got tonight? So Hold I'm, on, wait. Let me see if I can make a game out of this. Yeah. Give me the date. The date they aired. The date it originally aired, yeah. Original air date for this one, November 14th, 2022. Oh, okay. Well, so it's after the midterms. Um, uh, is the guest uh, in show business? No. Is the guest a politician? Was a politician. Is the guest uh, in journalism? No. Politician adjacent. Politician adjacent. A prostitute? (laughs) Has never run for office themselves, but is a big name in politics. Like a a campaign manager or something? Uh, A... Big you, name in pot George Soros? Who? You love talking to her. I love talking to this person, not a journalist. Not a journalist. I love talking to this person who's not in politics and not a journalist, but politician adjacent. Give me another hint. You also did a bit with this person ahead of their I interview. Do, I do bits with a lot we, of people. Can I tell you the name of the segment that you did? Sure. Family meeting. <laughs> She is, yes, she is not only adjacent to politics, she is butt up against it. <laughs> uh, that is Michelle Obama. Correct. My, ding, ding, my, ding. my dear friend, Mish. Yeah, we have an extended interview exactly. with her. Yeah, I believe that... this might be the day she said it was okay for me to call her Michelle. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's light this candle. Without further ado, here's Michelle Obama from 2022. People are always telling me that I'm kind of like their TV dad. Probably because I'm middle-aged and I love saying the word sump pump. (laughs) And as a TV dad, from time to time, I like to check in and see how you're doing. So, everybody get in the living room. Dad's calling a family meeting. (laughs) Hey, hey, have a seat. Sit down, kiddo. Hey, buddy, thanks for sitting down with your old man. Oh! Thanks in advance for helping me stand up when we're done. Has this uh, couch always been this squishy? Anyway, I just want to check in with you, buddy. Have a little noggin on noggin. Now, I'm sure you don't want to sit here and get a lecture from America's TV dad. 
So I also invited America's mom. Michelle, come on out. Listen, buddy. Listen. Listen. Listen to your mom, buddy. Buddy, I know you're excited to see her. Come out here. There you go. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Sweetheart, hi. It's your mom. Oh, you look so healthy. You clearly took my advice and ate your vegetables. Yeah. That's right, kiddo. You look great. You know, you could uh, use some vegetables yourself, honey. Oh, no worries there. My diet is 99% corn chip. That's not a vegetable. All right, then I'll supplement it with potato chips. Oh. Look, buddy, listen, champ. We know you're getting to the age where you're embarrassed when we call you cute nicknames. So here's my promise. I'm going to stop calling you things like bunny and champ. And I will, too, my little sweetie pie pumpkin lamb face. We don't want to embarrass you in front of your friends. We know kids can be cruel. But remember what your mom here likes to say. When they go low, you go... Pour me a glass of wine. That's right. <laughs> there you go. There you go. By the way, by the way, buddy, is, is, is everything okay at school? Uh, your dad and I want to talk to you about your recent test scores. We're not happy with some of the results, but we do accept them. That's right. It's important to accept results even if you don't like them. That's true. That's so true. That's... We want you to remember, if the stress starts to get to you, it helps to take a second for yourself and pause. But don't pause too much. Because uh, a look, that can get really, really annoying. And champ, <laughs> we are so excited to see you at Thanksgiving this year. Because this year and every year, the thing we're most thankful for is you. And freedom. Yes. Mm. Freedom. <laughs> freedom. Freedom and you. And a fair democracy. True, true. This is freedom, fair democracy, and you. Oh, oh, and ranch dressing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we love ranch. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But you're definitely top five, baby. Oh, and mm -hmm. we, we know you're still mad at us because we wouldn't let you get one of those septum piercings, okay? Mm -hmm. Even though all your cool friends have them. Well, good news, buddy. We decided to change all of that. Yes. Anytime your friends are around, okay, I'm going to wear a fake nose ring, okay? And once they see him, it won't be cool anymore. Okay. You're welcome, okay? We've always got your back because we're proud of you. You've got your whole life ahead of you, and you can achieve anything. Yes. If you work hard, you can go to Princeton University, get your JD from Harvard Law, write best-selling books, be an advocate for change, inspire millions of people around the globe, and be a barrier-breaking part of American history. 
can tell jokes on TV. <laughs> Everyone's path is different. Cheers to that. Cheers, honey. We Thanks, love Mom. You. Good talk, kiddo. We'll be right back with Michelle Obama. Late Show Pond Show listeners can get 20% off on all Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise on ParamountShop.com. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show shirts, mugs, accessories, and more with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. Now you can feel like you're in the audience at the Ed Sullivan Theater with official Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise at ParamountShop.com. Shop t-shirts, mugs, accessories, and more, and Late Show Poncho listeners can take 20% off with code TLS20. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show products with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. to have my guest back here at the Ed Sullivan Theater. Please welcome a former First Lady of these United States, Michelle Obama. Hey, Dad. How are you? Good to see you. Good to see you. Thanks, everybody. It is lovely to see you again. It's good to be with you. No. <laughs> <laughs> mm. no. so, I, I love the sparkles. It's sparkly. Yeah. It's, it's late night. It is. And That'll keep people awake. Yeah, wake up, everybody. Sparkles. <laughs> the last time, the last time you were here in person yeah. was November oh. of 18. That's a long time ago. That was ago. a long time ago. Uh, with this little COVID thing got in the way in the middle, unfortunately. Ooh, yeah, that thing. And that was, uh, it was talking about your best-selling memoir, Becoming, mm-hmm. and and now you have a new book. It's called The Light We Carry. A little, little COVID Sometime, project. Little COVID project. <laughs> the Light We Carry, Overcoming in Uncertain Times. What are these uncertain times you're talking what about, Michelle? <laughs> what yeah. could possibly have been the inspiration? Yeah. Did you do it over COVID? I did. I did. Um, uh, right after the Becoming Book Tour, you know, we, we were doing arena tours. You did some stuff with me. Which I know. I, I was so lucky. This is, this is so, so lucky to be so on stage with you. We had so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. Had right conversations. We did a 35-city tour, other countries, huge crowds, lots of hugs. And then the pandemic happened and the world shut down. Mm-hmm. So we went from being together, although we were still stressing about the results of the election Mm -hmm. and people were in a way, there was a certain kind of uh, need to connect that was going on. There was an excitement, a love. And then we just shut down. And I think like a lot of people locked at home, just sort of watching the world seemingly fall apart before our very eyes, um, I started kind of looping in my head, you know, wondering, like a lot of people, how did we get here? And how are we going to get out? And I get questions all the time. I'm asked, um, how do you stay high when the world feels like it's in a wrong, low place? And this book is my best answer, you know? So I spent a lot of time kind of meditating and trying to get out of my head and trying to figure out what tools I could use to keep myself lifted, not to 
fall into depression and hopelessness. Um, and so I'm offering some of the tools that I use. But the goal for me through this book is to start a conversation because we, we need to reconnect. You know, I, I don't think we do well. Mm-hmm. We, do not, we don't do well in isolation. We are all feeling anxious. We are all feeling unseen, unheard. We're afraid. We don't know what is causing that fear. We don't know how to control it, how to quiet that fearful mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm no different. Um, I had to work my way out of my hole and find my purpose again. You said uh, that um, writing Becoming felt like an exhale. Yeah, after eight years. After eight years, being able to like talk about your experience. What, mm-hmm. I mean, you wrote this book at a period of time when we're all being cautious about inhaling. Yeah, right. <laughs> how yeah. much does breathing have to do with how you deal with stress, <laughs> Michelle Obama? Breathing is key, but... You know, I I think the thing, one of the many things that I've learned that I have to master is quieting the fearful mind. Fear is a powerful emotion. Fear is a mind killer. You know, we need it. It keeps us safe. Mm -hmm. But if we overprivilege it, it keeps us stuck, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And... And the thing about fear is that if you overprivilege it, it gets to that position and it goes, oh, it would be very bad for you to not overprivilege me. That's you know what right. I mean? It gets in that that's position right. and goes, oh, and you should like, be afraid I'm, about taking me that, off the top of your list. That, that's right. And I think one of the things that we ha- all have to work through is learning how to decode when that fear is going to help us and when it's holding us back. Because what you know, you come out here every night um, and you make it look easy... But I know that there, there is always a thing in people who are in the public eye where you have to get over that crest of fear and get out here and do your thing. And you practice it, you get better at it. And what's on the other side, if you do it well, you do it right, is opportunity. It's openness, it's purpose, it's possibility. And the opportunity to be with other people because exactly. being alone leads to fear too. Well, and fearful minds are isolated and their worlds become small. And I think too many of us are living in our small worlds, in our small minds, reinforced with our thoughts, the loop in our head. And then if you have leaders who are willing to take advantage of that Mm -hmm. and lead with fear and prey on that instinct, um, then we fall over in the ditch. (laughs) Well, one of the things that gives me hope about this midterm is that this makes three elections in a row, three cycles in a row, where that pure fear message failed. Yes. 18, that is, 20, that is. and 22. Yes, America. Yes, America. But it reinforces, and it should for us, and, you know, it doesn't mean everything is fixed. There's still work to do, but it reminds us what we already know is that most of us are, are reasonable, decent people, regardless of political party, regardless of party. And we've been so disconnected from each other, we, we don't get our own information about each other. We're hearing it through the media, we're reading it on our phones, and we're not interacting with people who don't agree with us, knowing that, just with the understanding that your worries come from a place too. Mm-hmm. You know, your fear comes from, you know, anxiety of not having a job. You don't know how your life is gonna turn out. Kids who are out here causing trouble, 
nobody's invested in them. You know, we have to find a way to find empathy again for each other so that we're not blaming one another, we're not demonizing one another. But that starts with understanding where does that fear come from? And so for me, part of the meditation in that chapter of the book is me trying to figure out how do I handle fear? You know, I talk about one of the most scared times in my life in the book. And look, I grew up in the inner city, things to really be afraid of. But the most afraid I was was when my husband came to me and said he wanted to run for president of the United States. <laughs> True. That's an uncertain time. That's an uncertain time. And he said if I wasn't on board, he'd shut the whole thing down. And I just, I sort of point out, with my fear alone, I could have changed the course of history. But I didn't. Um, <laughs> I said yes. You said yes eventually. Eventually. I said yes. I read yes. the last book. <laughs> I said yes, eventually. We're here, we did it. But because I didn't want to be like so many people in my family who got stuck in their fear. Um, and didn't achieve what they could um, because their worlds were small. I didn't want to be that example for my girls. Um, but I had to practice my way through that anxious feeling, that sort of the newness, the change. And we're all kind of working on that kind of stuff for ourselves every single day. So for me, decoding fear is a tool. Um, and and, I, say and decode, I share it in my book. But the book is called... <laughs> The book is called The Light We Carry, <laughs> in case I haven't said so before. But when you say decoding fear, do you mean like you lay it out like parts on a lawn and go, what is this thing? Yeah. Like you try to... Yeah. You, you, you well, well, in the decision that I was making, I was like, why don't... Why would I say no to my husband's dream? Why... What would cause me not to do it? And it was change. I, I would... I didn't want to change anything. I didn't want to leave the home I knew. I didn't want to leave the friends I knew. I didn't want change. I didn't want discomfort. And I had to say to myself, is that a reason not to try something purposeful? Is that really what I want to say to my kids when they're, when they're older and I'm talking to my grandchildren and they start talking about the time their father wanted to be president, but oh no, a little scared grandma here <laughs> wanted to stay in her same house and rock in her chair. <laughs> Can you imagine? I, I, I would be rocking like this. Like there. <laughs> Be like, mm -hmm. We have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more Michelle Obama. Everybody, stick around. Enjoying this episode of the Late Show Pod Show? Then head to cohst.app/slash/late-show or visit the link in the description to fill out our quick two-minute survey, all about getting to know you. about one thing so here here's here's the place we were in the o2 arena in london when i was, had the the good luck to interview you over there and so shortly after this about eight months after this the whole world locks down yeah. and there you are with mm -hmm. your kids you're all in the same house together mm -hmm. how did the obama family keep sane during lockdown you know the interesting thing is i you know barack and i probably did better than most in lockdown because we kind of lived in lockdown for eight years, you know? Sure. And, I, I, you know and I don't want to be trite about that because, you know, we, we were experiencing no hardship, but w when you live in a bubble 
and you have to think about every move you make. You literally can't even go outside for a walk without notifying somebody. Right. Um, you, your, your footprint is smaller than you imagine. You're traveling with 20 cars. Um, we learned how to occupy ourselves in like this house and how to stay sane and keep moving. So we were able to apply those skills. Now, when the girls came home for college, that was a whole nother thing. Um, You're thrilled. I mean, really, it was, it was nice. It yeah. was nice to, you know, have your kids leave the nest and then come back and watch them. And for us, it was like, okay, you are sane. You actually do your homework. Um, I, I kid you not, when they were doing class on Zoom, I'd go and I'd be like, you, you're actually in class? You know, I, if I were them, I'd probably be cutting or turning the sound off. Just turn the camera know? off and go back to right. bed, baby. There you have it. But we occupied ourselves. I, before lockdown, I loaded us up with games and puzzles, and I got knitting needles, I got art supplies, so. What was your thing? What was your thing to keep you calm? I was knitting. I, I taught myself how to knit. Oh, okay. I know, I know. Knit one pearl, too, this, this thing, this action? Exactly. That goes with the grandma rocking, that's, by the That's way. right. I'm on my way. You're, I'm on my way. Right. I'm on my way. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the girls learned how to play spades, and there would be a mean oh, nice. spades game sure. after dinner. Mm -hmm. uh, I would conduct, like, one day we had an art e exhibit. I made everybody go off and create a piece of art. Paint. They had little easels, and everybody had to paint something. Was and there then a prize or anything? Was no, there... it was just a viewing. We put the little paint paintings on the table, mm -hmm. and we each mm -hmm. had to present our, our mm -hmm. paintings, little yeah. things like that, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> Which one did you like the most? Mine. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Don't sugarcoat it. Your kids are old no, enough. No, 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 that's no. fine. The, the how kids the, were the best. How were the, how were the girls, though? Because, like, it's nice to have the kids back, but, like, uh, It's good that they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> but how are they? Like, because they're with their parents again. They're all independent, now they're back with their you parents know, they again. were okay because it was a scary time. So mm -hmm. it was a mix of, do you want to be out there? And what does out there mean? Um, were they, were they, was it like kids, or was it like having roommates at that point? It was... A mix, right? Mm -hmm. Because they were, they're still, you know, yes. that kind of Did you have stuff. chores or anything? Did you, did, did you, uh, you know, everybody had their assignments, you, you know. Cook? Did you guys cook for each other? Like, did uh, they? Every yeah. Now and then. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. How about movie time? Because that can be a source of great conflict. Is like, what movie? Because there was a lot of people yeah. were like, okay, we're all yeah. going to watch this series, this movie together. And I, but I've heard you say that <laughs> Malia, and your husband liked to watch, like, the documentaries, the well, serious stuff. Well, the serious, stuff. dark movies, I say, where everybody dies, and it's sad <laughs> and in so the it's end. sad. And you and Sasha are, like, the lighter fare. I was like, come on, make me laugh, make me yes. dance. I want to, yes. you know, no, it's still pretty much How'd divided down there. You know, we just went into our movie corners. <laughs> I think every now and thing. then, well, we, I was trying to introduce the girls to, like, the classics. You know, I mean, kids, kids these days, they don't know who Elizabeth Taylor is. They think what? she's the lady with the perfume, or are you, you know, going National Velvet? What Elizabeth they Taylor? They don't, or... you know, a lot of my, Malia's more of a film aficionado. She yep. knows more than most. So sure. we took that time to kind of say, "Come on, let's let's look at let's watch some old classics," mm -hmm. and that's where we would, you know, sort of join forces on our movie viewing. But it was good to have them home. It was. No, COVID. Uh, wasn't the only challenge we were facing in 2020 into 2021, as hard as that was. Um, I don't think you and I have had a chance to talk about this yet, but 
know, there you are, you and your husband, uh, after these eight year, uh, year, years of service, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're citizens at home, yeah. watching January 6th yeah. unfold, yeah. like everybody else. Mm -hmm. But of course, these are your colleagues. This is the places where you yeah. used to work. You used to, you know those people. That is, that is a, a, a very um, familiar area to you. What was it like for you? And I know this is a very broad question, but what was it like to sit there with your husband and to watch that unfold it was sad. It was, it was, it was deeply, deeply disappointing, disheartening, but it wasn't completely surprising. I mean, we were, with the language, the behavior, we were creeping towards some kind of chaotic moment. Um, we talked about it throughout the entire election. I was very clear that the person running against Hillary Clinton was not up to the job, that it was going to be chaotic, that the job of president is not a joke, um, and that it could, would cause problems. Um, we were just bracing for what was that big thing going to be? What was the, how bad would it get? And to see citizens um, storming through the Capitol, it was surreal and it was frightening um, and, and deeply, deeply disappointing. Well, you, you, you write in, in the book um, that of all the questions that you're asked, one of the most frequent is people come up to you and say, do you really have to go high when like, they go now? low? Now? I mean, have you seen how low? Yeah. Have you seen how low? Does that mean... And my question, my version of that is, I totally understand going mm -hmm. high when mm -hmm. somebody goes yeah. low. Yeah. But the bar is so low that staying at your own altitude still means higher. <laughs> do I actually have to go up here or can I just stay normal? Do I have to be a saint? Do I have to be a saint or can I... Because down here, I'm pissed off. You know, and, and I, I, I explain what I meant by going high because yeah. it's been interpreted and it's put on, been put on mugs. You hear it quoted everywhere. Sure. Um, but I explain that in this book. And for me, going high is not losing the urgency or the passion or the rage, especially when you are justified in it. Mm -hmm. Going high means finding the purpose in your rage. Mm -hmm. You know, rage without reason, without a plan, without direction is just more rage. Um, and we've been living in a lot of rage. And why do you go high? Because the opposite way of being is unsustainable. No one is happy in this place. You know, if it worked, we'd do it. Go low, yeah. You know, it's easy to go low. It's easy to lead from your basis gut impulse, right? Mm -hmm. To react, right? To throw your hurt out there. It's emotional junk food. It is, and it feels good. It's a, it's a quick fix, but it doesn't fix anything over the long term. And if it did, hey, I'd be like, go for it. I'm just trying to find a solution. I'm trying to, I'm trying to push us to think about solutions that will actually unite us and get us to, focused on the real problems. That's what I mean when I say go high. So yes. Yes. Go high. Go high. Yes, go high. America, please go high. <laughs> We have to take another break here, but uh, please stick around, everybody. More of Michelle Obama when we come back.
Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney, the voice of Korra on The Legend of Korra. And me, Dante Bosco, the voice of Zuko on The Last Airbender and General Iroh on The Legend of Korra. Each week, we'll recap and discuss another episode of The Last Airbender. I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but... Amazing guests stop by from creators to cast to super fans to chat all things Avatarverse. Are we saying that this is possible in the Avatar universe? Varney, we gotta spread the word. Now fans can also check out our weekly video pods too by subscribing to the official Avatar YouTube channel. That's a lot of fire, isn't it? That's right, we're on video this season, everybody. So whether you're a super fan with encyclopedic knowledge or you're brand new to this incredible world, it's Fire Nation time, Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Brave the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. One of the chapters in the book is called Partnering Well, and, and you, you certainly have. Here you are on your wedding day with your Aww. husband. And people, people look up to you and your husband as, as a sort of an aspirational relationship, but, but you, you write... Uh, you write somehow that reality yeah. is less glittery yeah. and shiny mm-hmm. than, than, than it may appear. Why, why was that important for you to share in your new book, The Light We Carry? <laughs> because I want young people to win at life, um, and I don't want them to give up when stuff gets hard. Um, building a... Partnering with somebody, if you choose to do that, building a family, that's a good thing. But it's not 50-50. It's not all a happy place. And if we sit here in our perfect marriages and show that to you, that means when you as a young person hit a a natural snag, you're going to think you're broken when actually you're just living life. Um, And I see too many... I don't want our young people to quit when they are going through the natural process of being building a life with another person, which in and of itself is crazy hard. It is. And then you add kids on, you know, and you love your kids, but they will mess up your marriage. They show up. <laughs> they, are, they are greedy. They don't speak English. Um, They're relentless opponents. They don't follow rules, Mm-mm. you know, and yeah. you're really mad at them, but they're so cute. And you love them so, so you blame your partner. It's like, <laughs> it's your fault. And that goes on for years. Oh, no. And you don't want people... Don't walk away from them or her. Just let the kids grow up. Get them out of the house quick. <laughs> and then you look up. And there's now your we're partner. It's like... And you turn and you go, hey, I, I remember why... <laughs> exactly. Black and I, the last one went out, and we were sort of like... Oh, hi. <laughs> it's you. I don't need you for anything but love. <laughs> I don't want people to miss out on that, you know? So people have to know from us, people who've been married 30 years. Woo, 29, woo, 29, woo, getting time, there, getting there, yeah. That, you know, you could go through 10 bad years and you would take those odds, yeah. right? Um, so don't give up the first sign of problems. Work on it. Now, if your parent partner is crazy, get out. <laughs> get out, get out fast. Right, yeah. But if you're just having regular problems, work it out. Yeah. So, we did. Yeah. 
I like to say, um, uh, people ask me sometimes, like, well, you seem to have a nice marriage. And I go, oh, I think we do. Mm-hmm. What do you, what, uh, why, what do you advise? I said, uh, don't be afraid to say I'm sorry. Because mm-hmm. you can't lose. Yeah. There, there's no real losing. There's no scoreboard. You might yeah. be keeping one, but it's not real. Yeah, I think that's a good motto for Barack. <laughs> it's important to remember that no matter how... It's important to remember that no matter how, how how Don't perfect be afraid the, to say you're sorry. No matter how me. perfect no. the marriage is, sometimes yeah, the no. husband is wrong. Uh. <laughs> um, now the, the the girls are out, but they're living together, right? They are. That must roommates. be nice to it know. It's so good. It's kind of like another little family over there. Yeah, yeah, they become each other's best friends, and I mm-hmm. told them it was gonna happen, you know. At like at, at ten and seven, they were like, "No, I will never. I hate her." I was like, "It's coming. It's coming. You just gotta catch up. You'll e- even out." Um, but yeah, that's a you know that is reassuring that the two of them have each other. Mm-hmm. Um, they have wonderful friends and they're independent people, but they have each other's backs. And when you birth two human beings, you want them to get along. You want them to love each other. You want them to have each other when you're not there, when I'm through rocking in my chair and I've got nowhere else to go. Yeah. I want them to have each other. So they're they're out in the world, living life. Now Thanksgiving's coming up, and is are, it? are there? No. Yes, we're 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 coming up. <laughs> it is. Are, are any particular traditions in your family? Does uh, your uh, you know does your husband ever just reflexively pardon the turkey? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to get two every year because one of them? <laughs> All right, cranberry, you're good. Yeah, no, we we uh, walked away from that tradition. Uh, we, <laughs> <laughs> but of course, I'm losing my mother to her favorite child, my brother. So she won't be spending Christmas with me. She's still, oh. I am still, oh. I still haven't done enough to move up the the ladder. Never ends. Sorry, Mom. Never ends. Well, the book is the light we carry. <laughs> Again? It's available now. <laughs> it's Michelle Obama, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+.